Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Hey, welcome into another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast. Our guest today is actor Mackenzie Lansing. That's right, she can currently be seen on the HBO limited series as Brianna, Mayor of East Town, streaming now on HBO and HBO Max. There are three or four episodes out now. If you have not seen this, you have to go subscribe to HBO Max and check out this show. It is one of the best on television right now. It stars Kate Winslet, just so many fantastic people. And we talk about the show, we talk about her career. She was also in another streamer, uh, The Deuce, opposite of Maggie Gyllenhaal, which you probably know her from that. It was another great show and she just keeps turning out fantastic work. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to the BrettAllenShow.com BrettAllenShow.com for all of the latest episodes and enjoy this fun and fantastic interview with Mackenzie Lansing. You're listening to The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast. Have you subscribed to this show yet? I've tried bribes. I've tried gifts. You should. It's absolutely free. I even sent him some pet oxen. Now back to the show with your host, Brad Allen. Idly hey. Welcome to another episode of The Brad Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished. A pop culture podcast. Join Brett weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Mackenzie, welcome into the podcast. It's great to have you here today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yes. Okay. So I have to say when HBO comes out with these limited series, they came out with one last year, Your Honor, which was amazing. These short run series are just phenomenal. And you are a part of this fantastic project. You have a phenomenal surrounding cast. I mean, my goodness, Kate Winslet. I mean, the list goes on and on. I've watched a lot of your press read a lot of the articles that you've been a part of and this it seems to be the common theme is that you just are completely blown away by the people you work with it has to be fantastic yeah for sure i mean you know working with kate winslet was definitely on my bucket list so it's it was super exciting and also that everybody was uh so nice and that there was such like a i don't know like a community feeling on set yeah, I think so. And from what I understand, she is very nice and friendly, but she takes this very seriously. Like this is her craft and her art. So was there any kind of intimidation at all working with her in those scenes? <laughs> you could be honest. She's probably not going to listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, you know, when I first walked on set, maybe, but that was all dissipated like the second my first day on set was in rehearsal with her, right? Um, and we showed up and, you know, like I'm kind of a nerd. So I pulled out like this huge, massive binder of notes and I look around and like no one else has notes. Like, oh, <laughs> okay. this is and then Kate pulls out the exact, like it was literally the same brand. And there was this little exchange where it was like, oh, we're both, okay, we're both doing this. <laughs> and she came up to me afterwards and like comments on it and made a joke about it or whatever and immediately like complimented me on my work. So like all of that sort of helped dissipate it kind of right at the start when we were still rehearsing before we'd even started shooting anything really. 
Yeah. Well, that has to make you feel good as an actor because you're like, if Kate Winslet, an Emmy Award winner, <laughs> Academy Award winner, is pulling out a big binder to rehearse and, and I'm pulling out a big binder too, then you're like doing well. I love it. Well, for those listeners who have not seen the show, it's streaming on HBO Max. There are three episodes out. We have a few more to go. So we're going to talk about what we've already seen. So if you haven't watched it, I'm sorry if there's already spoilers for you, but get HBO Max, subscribe, watch this show. You will not regret it. I think everything about this project is just so fascinating. Let's talk, Mackenzie, with our listeners about your role in particular, what we've seen so far, and the overall picture of what's happening and how that character fits into the storyline so far. Yeah. So I play Brianna Del Rosso. She's 17 years old. She is Dylan Hinchy's uh, girlfriend. She's very kind of truculent, loudmouth. I think if you've watched the first two episodes, we can say it now. She's a bully. Um, yeah, I would yeah. say. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And so, so far what we've seen in the first like three episodes is, uh, you know, she beats up Aaron in the woods. She catfishes her to get her there. And then, um, doesn't seem initially to have much remorse about it when she's, uh, interrogated by Mayor Sheehan. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. There's no remorse at all. And there are several interactions that you have with her and other cast members as this story unfurls and the most recent episode you showed up just a little bit we saw mm -hmm. a few shots of you at this town gathering it seemed i believe clearly we have not gotten the full story yet but yeah there your character is definitely a bully but you're nothing like that in real life obviously um but i think we've all known somebody like that at some point in our lives and the fact that she catfishes the individual to get her to there again there's just I feel like layers upon layers that gets unraveled every week as we kind of investigate this together. A fantastic story. The the costumes, everything, just all about it is great. At what point did you get attached and become involved to the project, Mackenzie? Like, how did you find out about it? What was the audition process like for you? I mean, you know, I didn't have any sort of plug into the project. I, you know, went through all three rounds of auditioning. And um, I think, though, as soon as I read, I think we were given one scene initially on the first audition. And then for the callback, we were given an extra scene. And then the third callback, I think I was given a third scene or whatever. But by the second, by the first callback, sorry, there was already a feeling of like, oh, I, I know this character and I'm going to book this, which I don't often feel, you know, I'm not that cocky, but I feel like as someone who was kind of a rambunctious teenager myself who got into a lot of fights, I didn't like bully anyone to be clear. I was just like, <laughs> no, of course know, not. I but get it, I, but okay. I was bullied. And so I'd been in fights before and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, not many people who are going to read for this are going to know exactly what it's like to be catfished in this way. And I've been there. So that made me feel like, you know, it was going to happen. I don't know why I felt that way, but I did. <laughs> well, that's good to have that keen sense of the fact that you can relate to a character. And I joked earlier, obviously, but we all know somebody like that if we've mm -hmm. been bullied and people like that character exist in this world, which is unfortunate, but Nonetheless, just the relationship that you have with the other people that your scene partners and the actors that play your parents in the show, that whole showdown, all of that is just crazy. Now, 
from what I can see as just a viewer, it seems to take place in what would be a current time frame, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, but it has a very unique feel and sense to it as well, just where you guys filmed. I've watched a few of the Sizzlers where, you know, they kind of talk about the show and how they chose the locations. When it comes to that, even down to the costumes and the accents, which I have to ask you about in a moment, um, you're laughing, but does that help you as an actor kind of get into this character and, and all of that? Does it just all add up together for you? I think so. I mean, I don't think you need to have an accent to feel that way about a character, but I think that she has one of the thicker accents on the show because I think we made the choice that her family is sort of very entrenched in this community. They're very old school and stuff. Um, so yeah, for her in particular, absolutely. It made me feel more grounded in who she was because uh, her, her speech isn't super polished, let's say. <laughs> was it hard to learn? What kind of accent is that? I'm just asking this out of pure curiosity. Delco. Delco. Okay. Yeah. Did it take, did you have a dialect coach to help you get into it? Yeah, we had a dialect coach and I think, I'm not sure, but I think Bradley Inglesby, the writer, chose her in particular because she's from the Pennsylvania area and from possibly from Delco specifically. I'd have to check on that. Um, but she was fantastic. But I love dialects and, you know, phonetics and all that stuff. I'm a huge nerd when it comes to all that. So uh, it was fun working with her. And I that was one of my favorite parts of the process for sure. Yeah. I mean, I tell you, when I watch this show, I feel entrenched in the town. It just seems like, oh, I could imagine there's a place like this up the road. Or I mean, we're in California or whatever, but clearly if you go into that part of the country, it's very different. And that small town vibe is not uncommon from what I understand. Like there's a lot of real people and characters, not necessarily bad ones, like your character or we don't know yet actually but in any case you get the point though it's like okay i can see this being something that really exists um fantastic and again even down to the small details that you guys have the family that is so attached to the town the loyalty that they have to each other that your character has to her parents and vice versa is really kind of a it's interesting um very interesting uh You've done a lot of other things, obviously, along the way. There are very notable projects that you've been a part of. But when you are starting out on this journey for yourself as an actor, like what do you look for as far as how much input you may or may not have or, or whatever the case might be? What are you looking for or what type of projects do you want to or hope to be involved in in the future? I mean, I think this is a good example of what I can do and what I like to do. Um, I've played a lot of really different characters before, like Claire on Red Oaks was a totally different yeah. vibe. And so was Jamie on The Deuce. But I think that I do enjoy the challenge of getting into characters who are either a bit, a little bit problematic or more scrappy, um, because I think I, I, I relate to that as a person. Um and uh, and yeah, I think those characters that are that are complicated, that kind of struggle between light and dark or, you know, have a rough upbringing are, are characters that I relate to and uh, that I really enjoy playing. So I think continuing on that lane for right now is something that I really want to do. And, you know, but in the long run, I obviously want to play it all. <laughs> yeah, of course. The Deuce, another great show, by the way. Um, that was so fantastic. I had forgotten about how good that was. I mean, you've just worked with some amazing people. When you do work with 
big stars like this, other stars like yourself, do you find yourself just really studying them and going, okay, I'm watching how this person is processing this? Obviously, there's more to it. We know this than just regurgitating the lines. There is feeling emotion, being in the moment. But do you pick things up individually from individuals as you as you get the chance to co-star with them and things like that? Oh, absolutely. It's a masterclass in acting. You'd be silly not to try to drink up every little moment that you can of watching them not just prepare for a role, like watching Maggie Gyllenhaal get into that scene, you know, where we finally discover more about Candy's character, where she reveals her backstory. Like watching her prep for that was like a masterclass. I mean, I don't know what was going through her head, but, you know, watching that and then also set etiquette. Like I've learned, I've learned a lot from watching other actors who are actors that I look up to and sort of how they act on set and how they deal with other people. Yeah. Set etiquette is a big deal because <laughs> yes, I can imagine it could, especially, you know, if you're walking into something and there's like all these mega stars that you're with, I don't know if you get starstruck. I typically don't, but every once in a while in these interviews, I get a little fanned out because it's an opportunity to talk to somebody amazing like yourself. So it's like, oh, this is really cool. But yeah, just learning how to work with other actors, how to deal with the crew and stuff. Mm-hmm. Were you able to get most of this done clearly pre-pandemic or was this during the pandemic that you filmed a lot of this? We were like 80% of the way, I okay. think. Definitely for my character and I think for the rest of the project as well. And then, you know, we had to stop for like, I want to say six months, you know, or something. And uh, then we picked back up again, but there was a moment there where we didn't know if we were coming back. I mean, they didn't say anything to us, but you know, we, we didn't hear anything. Everybody was home all of a sudden. Um, and Kate, uh, she sent a really lovely letter to like all the casting crew being like, this is my baby. I believe in this. We are coming back and we're going to get this thing done. Even if it kills us. <laughs> yeah. A lot of shows experienced the same thing. They were the, the jury was out, so to speak, whether or not yes. they were even going to be able to finish a show, but what a bummer it would be to end this without having any kind of closure whatsoever. <laughs> Cause it's so intense. It's unbelievable. When you decided, and and most people may or may not know about your background, we've obviously talked about some of the fantastic projects that you've been a part of, but when you decided, Mackenzie, okay, I want to act, I want to do this full-time, what was that conversation like with family and friends? Were they supportive? I always (laughs) like to ask this, this kind of your origin story, because it's a 50-50 wash most of the time for a lot of people. I mean, I think that my parents were supportive for a lot of the time because I don't think they thought I was actually going to do it. I was like, I'm going to be an actor. And they're like, okay, sure you are. Because I, they knew me as someone who was, I think that they saw raw talent, but he was very shy. And I don't think they saw me being able to like hold my head up necessarily. And then I kept being like, no, I'm going to do this. And then I think eventually, you know, I, I can be reserved, but I'm also very stubborn. And my parents were like, we can't tell her not to, she's just not going to listen to us anyway. So like, what's the point, but you know, to, (laughs) (laughs) but that's what my mom likes to say, but no, they were very supportive. I'm, I'm joking. Mostly they were, they were supportive. I think they had doubts. Um, but in the end they, they saw how bad I wanted it and how hard I was working and even not knowing the industry were like, there's no way that's not going to work eventually. Right. That's funny. Well, one day when you're able to buy them a house, they'll go, okay. You know, oh this, my God, <laughs> this is really paying off. There's a funny story. I don't know if you've ever heard, but The Rock always talks about 
it wasn't until he was able to buy his mom a car and a house where she finally like realized that the wrestling career and the acting career actually was like a real thing. Cause they would always ask, you know, so are you still doing that acting thing? Are you still doing this? Even while he's making like these fantastic movies that he was doing, it's like, they, it, it's weird because the world McKenzie that you are a part of is just different than most people would ever be able to relate to. It's not an yeah. eight to five job. It's just different. And it's very fascinating because you get to play make-believe for a living and get to be a part of these crazy and wild stories like the deuce or this one, mayor of East town and tell these fantastic stories. What do you hope people will walk away from when they watch this show? Like what are some overarching themes or some concepts that you hope people will get to go, okay, I, I get this show. It makes perfect sense. It's not just about trying to solve these murders, but there's really more to it, more depth to that. I mean, you know, on a broader scale, this this show is about community. It's about family. It's about the importance of that, but also the dangers of being an insular in an insular community like that. Um, it's about the ripple ripple effects of trauma. But in terms of my character specifically, I think being stuck. You know, I hope what people take away from it is you can leave circumstances no matter how entrenched in them you are no matter how long you've been somewhere like there is always a choice to leave to start over to let go of your past to move on and that you know character you know brianna is very much who i could have been if i had not left my small town so what i hope people take away from it is that they have a choice oh wow very that's impressive i love that answer yeah, I mean, sometimes we can get stuck, but there's hope at the light at the end of the tunnel. So outside of acting, I mean, I imagine you have a social life. You like to have friends. Do sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Okay. Maybe not right now. <laughs> but um, have any of them seen what you've done so far? Like as far as some of these wild characters you've been a part of, what do people think of you as far as like Mackenzie, the actor, or do they just see you as Mackenzie? period and don't really think too highly of you know much else that you might do although it is amazing not to minimize your career do you know what no, I mean no. like are they just I like oh mean. whatever it's Mackenzie <laughs> I mean it depends so my American friends are very like you know we love you we always knew you would make it and you know my, I have a close-knit circle of friends like both my American friends and French friends are people that I've known for a very long time and then my French friends, because this is the way French people show love, love to give me a lot of crap. Like they, they make fun of me. They like to joke about like, oh, stop showing off already and all this stuff. But that, that's how French people talk. So uh, yes, but they're, they're all uh, very supportive and still treat me exactly like the same person. I think they're all a little amazed that this is all happening so fast all of a sudden. I think that's the way they feel right now. But in the long run, I'm still the same person to them which is important for me. I think it is. Well, I think it's important to them too, because you hear a lot of these stories where these people, they make it to like, they skyrocket to success and they still have friends that they've hung out with from like 20 or 30 years ago, high school friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's important because they keep you humble and I'm joking with you a little bit, but seriously though, you just never know because as you continue yeah. to be successful and all of this just builds and builds it's it may be challenging because they may not understand that but you know 
you have a path just like everybody else, clearly. <laughs> and uh, for you, it's acting and it's paid off quite well. One last question here or so as we wrap things up outside of acting and just the entertainment industry, what do you do for fun? What keeps you busy? Uh, what, what finds, what do you find interesting? I love to bike. I read a lot. I obviously, I, I watch some TV. I don't do it too much. Cause I, you know, in small doses, I cook. Um, I spend a lot of times getting into very long debates, late night debates with my friends, uh, on Brooklyn rooftops. That's a very New York thing to do. And everything I've been in has not changed sitting on a rooftop with a beer, having a, uh, a conversation slash argument at two o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, I mean, those are all things that stimulate me intellectually and that I find fun. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of drag and drag race. So I like to experiment with makeup and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, those are the things I can think of right now. <laughs> did you pick up any fun hobbies or learn any new things during the pandemic or did you just kind of did and focused everything that you are doing now pretty much? Uh, you know, to be honest, I wor kept working cause I was like, Oh, got it. You know, don't know how this is going to affect my career. Got to buckle down even harder, yeah. but, uh, got into, to more exercise, more like home decorating, uh, did a lot of like crazy makeup and face painting and stuff like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, this show is amazing. You are equally amazing, if not more. The show is Mayor of Easttown on HBO Max streaming now. Brand new episodes coming soon. If you have not seen the show, you have to see it. It's amazing. The cast is just stellar. Mackenzie is in it as well, along with so many other fantastic people. Mackenzie, thanks for joining me today on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.